Hey, this is Antonio Brown, and you're now listening to the R&B Podcast. Yeah, that thing fire right there, yeah, we man. We doing it. Woo. Hey, we got to shout out DC Native, Shaw Infinite. Check him out on Instagram, SoundCloud. Search Shaw Infinite. Um, Get his stuff, man. We got our own intro song. Dude, we're making it, dog. Yeah, we, we're here. We, man. We're congratulations, not, Nate. Hey, no, congratulations to you. You uh-uh. are a well-spoken, articulate <laughs> black man. And Appreciate if you were ever that, flying first class, I wouldn't check your ticket twice. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the R&B Podcast. In the building, man. Yes, this is episode number nine. Before we get started, let us explain what we do. We give insights. Yeah, it's the locker room, man. I mean, right. basically, if you want to know what NFL players talk about while they're sitting around in the couches in the locker room, yep. tune in R&B. That's what we do, man. Right. We give you the talk around the league, celebrity talk, pop culture talk, and obviously, we got music, producer TD dropping new beats throughout the show. Um, we're going we gonna to give you everything. Real talk. Real talk, man. On this real podcast. Get your podcast ready. Get your podcast T-O ready. Man, he was awesome, man. Yeah, he was awesome. Shout out, uh, shout out for us landing T.O. The, yeah, crew, the crew. Behind the scenes the landing T.O. Uh, so, yeah, this is, this is like sports podcast meets the blueprint. Oh! Yes. Now. <laughs> I love it. People, you know. Some people may – we may have listeners that don't know what the blueprint is. Okay, so you want to tell them what the blueprint Jay-Z's is? Jay-Z's album. One of Jay-Z, one of Jay-Z's Jigger oh. oh. album. Okay. Okay. Actually, yeah. in my opinion, one of his top two or three. But that We can go on. That's a whole other podcast that, that we could talk about. But that, that album, that first one. That album was fire. Remember when that dropped? Come on, man. Yeah, on, man. I remember. I Come on, man. Listen. What we got going on today? Man? Yeah, we, we, got, we, man. Got, we got some good stuff coming up on today's show. We got Antonio Brown. Um, I did a, a conversation over the phone with him. Yeah, I wasn't and, getting up that early. Well, Sorry. You know, somebody got to do it, bro. Yeah, Nate, appreciate you, dog. Yeah, you know I, I'm going to hold down the fort because you hold I'm down eat. the fort when yeah. I'm not on, on exactly, my Exactly, dog. So, I'm at, exactly. Teamwork. <laughs> okay. Um, and we also going to talk Odell Beckham. Man, yeah, I got some stuff. What's, in. what's I got really stuff. going on? Yeah, dog. Okay. And uh, Nate, you hey, hold up, Nate. Nate, for before you keep going, I have to say, dog. What? There's some stuff, man. What's you up? may not always keep it 100, man. Okay. And I need you on this one today, talking about Odell. Okay. This a wide out. Okay. Okay. You want me to keep it a buck, I, dude? You gotta go way above and beyond, bro. I'm, I'm counting on you today, cause I'm. I, hey, look, I got. I, I feel a certain type of way, but I ain't played wide out in the right. league. You know, so it maybe it's a different, it's a different, uh, it's a different uh, feeling outside the numbers I got out, in the national. Football okay, league. okay. So I need you know, I need you bring that today, bro. I'm gonna keep it a buck. There you go. And, and there you for go. For those bro. who don't know, that's 100 pennies. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna keep it a buck around here, and we're also gonna talk about uh, the two minute drill, uh, specifically, you know, 
Cam Newton, the way he responds uh, to pressure situations. So here's a quick PSA. Yes. Mike, tell them what's up. Look, make sure y'all subscribe. iTunes, Stitcher, all that. All that. All that. Any, yeah. and look, you, you, you got to subscribe. Okay. Okay. Write a review. Give us all the kudos and shout outs and all that. And give us suggestions. Yeah. Like, for real, give us suggestions. We're trying, we trying to change the game in this podcasting deal. So, yeah. write a review. We got the R&B hotline. So, you hit up the R&B hotline. You call in. We'll listen to you. We'll put you on the show. And we'll, we'll answer your questions. And, look, what people don't understand is the more popular this show gets – Look, our big bosses upstairs. Yeah, they'll give us more time. They'll yeah, give us more. We'll, we we can have maybe you Skype in or something. I don't know. No, we, we got capabilities. We're gonna have a show. Like Bro, why not? You know how many shows is out there? Come on, Nate. Nate. All right, let me. I'm not gonna get in that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna start. I'm not gonna start throwing shots this early. But listen, um, let's let's get right into it. I got Antonio Brown. Uh, you know, people say arguably the best receiver, but real talk, he's the best receiver in football. Yeah, and yeah, I had yeah. a great conversation with him. So, TD, man, uh, drop that. All right, listen, joining the R&B podcast on behalf of Old Spices, the greatest smell in the NFL, it's the man, my man himself, Antonio Brown, I appreciate you joining me, bro. Thank you. Hey, Nate, thanks for having me, brother. Man, of course, of course. So, listen, you came from the sixth round to a three-time pro bowler. What's been the most surreal part about your climb from being relatively unknown to now one of the best receivers, realistically the best receiver in the game? Man, well, it's such a humble journey, man, and it's funny, you know, because it's not where you start. It's all about what you do when you get here and uh, how you write your story. And obviously things are a lot different than uh, from where I started. But, man, I enjoy it all. I embrace it all. You know, I don't get caught up in thinking where I'm at now. I just know i got to continue to grow, continue to get better, and continue to prove myself uh, each and every year. All right, so, so who's been the most instrumental figure in your NFL journey so far? Deion Sanders has been a, a great instrument for me, man. Not only from the field, but off the field, and then most importantly in my spiritual life. Uh, he always sent me messages every morning that's encouraging. Uh, on the course of a year, he never missed a day uh, without sending me some inspiring uh, to feed my mind and uh, to feed my spirit. And uh, I know I could call on him for anything, any life issue, any on-the-field issue, or anything just in general. Uh, and, man, it's been special to uh, have that relationship uh, for me. That's what's up, man. So, you know, we, we talk about the chemistry between you and Ben all the time. Um, you, you can run the traditional routes. You can go off schedule and, and do the scramble drill. So so we know that you guys have a special connection on the field. Tell everybody what it's like, uh, you know, with you and, and Ben's relationship off the field. Man, well, we got a great relationship off the field, man, uh, uh, he's uh, actually having another kid. Uh, in the course of the off season, we always get together a couple times to work out, uh, to hang out, and uh, that's where it starts, man. You know, having that correlation and that trust, not only on the field but off the field, because uh, that just brings us closer in life and uh, makes for our journey to be even better. So you came to the Steelers, man. You was a young buck, and uh, like like we talked about, you was relatively unknown, and, and there was veterans, like real. OG veterans like Heinz Ward on the team. 
Now, now tell me what it's like, you know, being that guy that's in the locker room and, and, and you know, being referred to as the OG or the grandpa. And, and now you're the older cat in the locker room. Talk about that a little bit. Well, that comes with being setting an example. You know, uh, being an older guy, you know, all the younger guys look up to you. Uh, and, and time of discomfort, people look to see how you react. And uh, I got to tend to bring the motivation and the spark to the group, uh, being that example. And uh, that's the things I learned when watching Hans. You know, you, you, you watch the way he went about his business, how he encouraged the guys, how he went about his work, and uh, how he knew how to and motivate and encourage other guys. And uh, as a leader and as the older guy, that's something I took notes from him being able to do to encourage the guys around me and always set positive examples. All right, I, I got to ask about Odell Beckham and Josh Norman. You're a receiver. You're the best in the game. Tell me what you thought about that. Well, Odell is a special player. Uh, and he got to understand uh, when, he, when you're a target out there, God's going to do whatever to get in your head. Uh, the defense is going to do whatever to get in your head. And uh, you got to be the ultimate uh, professional. Uh, you know, in the midst of a game, it's going to be aggression uh, when you're playing against the top tier corners. But you can't take it personally. And uh, get outside your game because, uh, as we all know, uh, the Giants depend on Odell Beckham. Uh, yeah. If he's not being Odell Beckham, uh, they have a hard time winning. All right, so you did a front flip a while back, and then you, you ran it and tried to stick to the goalpost. I need to know because I was trying to figure it out on my own, talking on TV. And I need to know, was that planned, or, or did you just come up with it as you're running towards the end zone, particularly them two celebrations? I uh, mean, that, that's just something in a moment uh, on the way to the end zone. You know what it's like, Nate, to be going to the end zone, how your soul be on fire, man. No, I don't know. No, I don't know what it's like to be you, bro. I, I scored a couple touchdowns, but I'm I'm not Antonio Brown. We're not, we not on the same boat. You're on a whole different level, bro. Bro, you should go about 35 cutties, man. I I can dig that, man. All right, so listen. Um, you know, this is the R&B podcast, and, and we're going to use this on, on me, and, me and Mike Robb's, uh, you know, podcast. I need to know, like, what you listening to, man? Is it hip-hop? Is it R&B? I need to know what Antonio Brown is vibing to these days. Man, a little bit of everything, man. I like a little hip-hop, a little rap, a little R&B. Uh, a little bit of mixed motivation, man. I got that DJ Khaled. Hey! You know, okay. you know, Ghost Lux, a little bit of uh, Rick Ross, you know, um, a little bit of everything. All right, all right. So uh, tell us about Old Spice and uh, the greatest smell in the NFL, bro. Well, man, I've been a, I've been a, I've been a fan of Old Spice for a long time. And, uh, my favorite spray is December, uh, but no matter what scent a guy prefers, Old Spice has some cover. You know, beyond offering guys manly scents like Timber Swagger and, and uh, Bear Glove, Old Spice is the greatest spray in the NFL, providing NFL fans exclusive access to Old Spice football. NFL Sports Club. You know, Old Spice provide uh, our whole locker room uh, with the swagger smell, uh, allowing us to feel refreshed. And, Nate, as a player, you know, you know, coming to the field, you got to smell good. I know. You got to yeah. have chewing gum. So, Old Spice keeps us fresh. And uh, Old Spice is the official deodorant and body wash of the NFL. And the cleaning up with a large, with the lead to teach kids a self-confidence that I thought was smelling their best and present commemorative golden footballs to past Super Bowl players, high school, as part of the NFL Super Bowl high school honor roll program. I can dig that, man. Hey, so the Pro Bowl list tonight is revealed. 
you know, you're obviously a pro bowler, all pro. You're the best of the business, kid. But um, I need to know, uh, who would you like to play for? Michael Irvin or Jerry Rice? Tell the people. Man, that, that's, <laughs> man, that's two uh, great guys, man. Uh, I think it's going to be great to uh, get, spend time with them. If, if we're not in California at the Super Bowl, I think both guys are uh, big-time guys. And uh, that would be a great opportunity to play on either one of those guys' time teams because, man, you know what those guys present, possess as Hall of Fame wide receivers and what their body of work exemplifies for playing in the NFL. All right, and last question, and I'm going to let you go. And this is, this is It's not even on the paperwork. I, I really want to know, man, because um, you, you came in, you, you came from that humble journey, like you said, and now that you're at the pinnacle of, like, what everybody want to be in the NFL – I want to know, man, what's your career goals? Not not right now, not next year. Like, Antonio Brown, talk to me, bro. What what do you want to do when it's all said and done? Man, I just want to leave a legacy, man. I want to be a good example for my kids. Uh, you know, I want to continue to grow and get better. And I want to just give it, give it my all in anything I do. You know, uh, if it's playing football, if it's being a dad, you know, uh, if it's being a husband eventually, uh, whatever I choose to do in life, man, I just want to be committed and give it my all and, um, you know, go 120. I'll be committed and then give everything my all and I make the most of my time uh, living here on earth. That's what's up. Hey, uh, th- this is all off script, man. Hey, uh, Antonio, straight up and down. I played 11 years, and, uh, you know, I watch this game from a distance now. And I work for the NFL Network. I got a great job, but there's not too many cats that I sit back and I, I – I, I envy, like I truly envy what you do, man. And I can appreciate your passion and how you approach the game. Uh, man, a- after it's all said and done, man, if you're ever in L.A. in the offseason, man, just come vibe with us. We kick it, get you on the network, man, get your brand out there. Come, come, uh, you know, relax, you know, in the city of the sun and keep doing your thing, man. Like you're not, you're not just an example to young people out there, you know, watching football. You're an example to grown men, man. You, you really are a pleasure to watch, man. Stay healthy and keep balling, bro. And I respect that, Nate, man. I appreciate that coming from you, man. I've been watching you a long time and how you did it, seeing how you transitioned, man. I like the way you do it on TV, man. Bring that flat top back, man. I, I got it, man. I'm in the beginning stages. I just had my barber flatten this thing off, man. You know I'm a yeah. – hey, if anybody going to bring these wild hairstyles to network TV, you know it's your boy, man. So I got you, fam, man. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right, man. Be easy, man. Stay healthy, man. Huge shout out to Antonio Brown. That's an animal right there. That's like, like I, I did a piece on uh, on Sunday morning, game day morning first about uh, you. You we have excellent receivers in this game. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we've had playmakers like Percy Harvin, Randall Cobb. Yeah, you know uh, uh, um, Tavon Austin out there in St. Louis. Those yeah. guys aren't natural receivers. They're yeah. playmakers. Get them the ball. Uh, Odell Beckham and Antonio Brown, mm. those two mm. are the combination of both. Mm. Just get those two guys the ball, man. Big shout-out to Antonio Brown yeah. for joining the show. Very, very humble spirit, man. And, uh, you know, he just wants to show out, man. And it, you know what's crazy during the conversation, as you heard, he talked about his celebrations. And yeah. He said none of it's planned. Just happened. Bro, I used to practice in the mirror. Come on, man. <laughs> Saturday night in the hotel. Man, you think I'm Michael Jackson. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't know. I don't Come like on, that move. That's man. Too long. You're supposed to be looking at your game plan, dog. You in there practicing. Forget the game plan, man. I already knew I was going to torch them DBs. <laughs>
But Antonio was like, bro, it's spur of the moment. Yeah. The man did a front flip in a spur of the moment. Landed it, though. Come on, man. Landed it, though. Yeah, so a huge shout-out to Antonio Brown, the best in the game. Um, so let's let's jump right into it, Mike. You know, uh, the hot topic of yeah, the weekend, dog. the hot topic of the week, the hot topic of the year. Man, the hot topic since this young man got in the league is Odell Beckham. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. He's the media darling. Um, we, we love what he does from a highlight standpoint. I can appreciate what he does. From a receiver standpoint, but what happened in the game when he was facing Josh Norman was terrible. Yeah, dog. I mean, in, in, in my in my Charles Barkley, terrible, terrible, terrible. That was that was real terrible. That was terrible. Uh, it was terrible. That wasn't football, Nate. That wasn't football. That wasn't football, Nate. And I'm just gonna keep it real with you, bro. That, that, that it wasn't football. I see better football being played in Pop Warner. Okay. Um, uh, I run a league in Richmond, Virginia, man, and we, I see better football being played there. Look, check this out, man. Talk uh, to me. Odell, Talk to me. Odell needs to be humbled, bro. And the suspension, hopefully, it humbles him. Mm. Okay, so many layers to this. It's so many layers to this. It's okay. such a it's such of a big picture thing there's in my la- book. There's layers to it. Yeah, it, it, Meek Mill. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. It, it's more of a big picture topic to me. It goes to me. It goes. It's bigger than Odell, right? And I bigger saw, than Odell, as in the Giants, or no, no, bigger no. than Odell, as in the NFL, as in the NFL. Period. Okay. Talk okay. to me then. Um, and, and I'm going and I'm going to direct this toward Odell um, after after I, I tell you where I'm going. When I you know around year four or five, you know when I first got to Seattle, I started to notice, you know, young guys coming into this league, getting empowered, yeah. like head coaches making them captains, right, right off the bat. They got a hundred thousand Twitter followers. Yeah, right off the bat, they're breaking down the <laughs> they're breaking down uh, right. uh um um the huddle after practices. And when I first got into this league, that right, was the OGs that, that did that. OGs. I remember uh um um Brian Brian Young. I almost did it one day. Coach uh Mike Nolan told me I could do it one day, and Brian Young said, "No, who are you? Uh-huh. You better not you better not say a word in my huddle." Uh. Uh-huh. Right, and so I wouldn't say anything the rest of the season, but it was out of respect until you earned your stripes. Until I earned my stripes, it was out of respect. And, and what I've seen is, what I started to see is these young guys kind of get put up on this pedestal, right, and get put up in, and you know, uh, they're exciting and this, that, and the third, but they hadn't done anything in this league. Okay, you gotta. But some would say Odell has done things in this league. Yeah, and he has earned his stripes. He has, right? He he has done some things in this league, but. At the end of the day, we're playing a game. Okay. Nate. Okay. A game. Okay. And for your excuse for going off to be that they brought some baseball bats out to a game that obviously they couldn't use during the game. Okay. 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 Led you to run 15 yards and spear another player in the side of the helmet. I don't buy that. You don't buy that. Then, uh, obviously, and, and this is we're being real current, I just saw uh, the press conference of Ron Rivera, and he said that, I'm just saying, this is what he said. Nobody in our organization saw, heard any homophobic slurs or words being directed towards, directed towards okay. Odell. All right. Which, which uh, you're talking, allegedly there were some yeah. things that were said pregame to upset Odell. Okay, so. They're words, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get you. And you're basically saying – Sticks and stones, right? Dude, they're words. Are you kidding? Sticks me? and stones. Can be and, and he break set himself up. 
You saw the interview when, he, when they asked him, how would you cover yourself? And he said, I will probably try to get in my head and make me mad. Mm. He's put the blueprint out there. Why would you do that? Shout out to the blueprint. Shout out to Jigger. <laughs> but why would you do that? Now, you're right. Okay, so, Mike, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I feel like Odell, he has shown immaturity throughout his career, right? Going back to last year against the Rams where he got into it on the sideline. He's throwing blows. Uh, that right there was, to me, a young man making rookie mistakes. We've all been there, Mike. Yeah. You've been there. I've been there. I've done some dumb stuff on the field. I've, yeah. I've done some dumb stuff off the field. I've done some dumb stuff at practice. But each opportunity where you fall down, you get up and you learn from it. So I figure Odell having these issues in the past as a young player, rookie year, even earlier this year, he would learn and say, next time I'm in a situation where a guy – has given me bulletin board material, is talking to me pregame, during the game, is challenging my manhood. I'm going to learn from my past mistakes and not go off the deep end. He went off the deep end. It was childish. It was immature. It was something, like you said, that kids in Pop Warner would do. But I will say this. It's a learning lesson for Odell because there's a switch that great players have, right? And sometimes you can't have one without the other. I'm not saying it's right, but Odell has to learn that he can be great and flip that switch on while dimming the switch of aggression, anger, being overpassionate, retaliation. That switch has to dim. But for some guys, they don't know the difference between light switches. Everything's on. I get it. And that's greatness to us. That's what made Jordan great. I now, Jordan it. didn't. Actually, hold up. Time out. Jordan in the 90s, Alonzo Warren in the I 90s, Patrick Ewing, Larry Johnson, all them dudes was fighting in the 90s. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they, it's a different they, era, yeah, right? They, they, they fought, okay, it's a different they, era. Yeah, right they fought, right? But, um, and I don't know this for a fact. I know I'm a little bit speculating, but. Uh, I guarantee I, I'm willing to put money on it. Okay. That those guys uh, respected each other and wasn't really trying to injure them in their sport. Yeah, you that's fight. True. That's you true. Fight. That's true. You fight. I can dig but that. That's true. To injure them. Look, Nate. I will have to wear a brace for 20 minutes a day on my neck because I've taken an ear hole. Not hey, slow it. Slow it down. Repeat that. I've had to wear. And now it's currently. Go, currently, right now, and I've been out the league going on my second year now. Because of the curve in my the curvature of my neck, I have to wear a brace for 20 minutes a day just to fix the curve in my neck because I took an ear hole from from a a, a guy on special teams, a uh. guy that had a trap block when I was running down on kickoff. Uh. Okay, and for you and, and and people and I heard I've been hearing people compare it to the Cody Wallace thing, right, uh, out there in Pittsburgh where he. And look, is, is that a fair comparison, Cody, Mike? Cody, I know Cody. He didn't listen, get, he didn't get suspended. Listen, listen, I know Cody personally. He a wild boy. That's wild for doing that. Okay, Cody, that's that, that. That's dirty. Was there an announcement about that? Listen, listen to me. That's dirty. No, no. Explain for people who might not 
so they can okay. go ahead and Google it. And it, Cody Wallace, right the, now. Center, the center for the Pittsburgh Steelers, in the game this past in the weekend. game in the game this past weekend, they were uh, they were playing the Denver Broncos. Receiver safety, caught the ball. Safety, yep. Yeah, receiver caught the ball. Safety, uh, David Br- uh, Bruton was around the pile. Cody Wallace went and cleaned the pile up when he targeted after the play. The guy was falling. He hit the ground. He was down. Mike he was down. After the, the pe- play. He got the penalty. He left, and he's parallel to the and, ground. But listen, let me explain it. Did, the, did he put the, the safety was out? It. Did the safety go out the game? Yeah. Let me explain okay. it. Let me explain it. I'm not I'm – not, Was that just as malicious as Odell's hit? Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying that – I'm not saying that it wasn't egregious. I'm not saying it wasn't helmet to helmet or whatever. Okay. But just think about it. First of all, I've, I've been in offensive meeting rooms where they teach that when the ball is moving forward, that ball needs to go like a bowling ball of butcher and knives. I need you going at the pile because we're trying to break the other team's will. Okay. Not, and, and referees came to talk to us, and they said, look, don't, as long as you don't target a player, go hit a pile, don't target a player. Cody Wallace was out of line for that. Okay. I'm not saying – hold on, listen. All right. He did it going in the same direction – as the ball. Right. Odell, okay, outside the numbers. I'm listen. There listen, was a there was a listen, was it a was a pile. Ball carrier right there. He first he went at Josh. Okay. Listen. Yeah. Josh going to try to make the tackle. The ball carries almost to the ground. Right. Okay. And then you go against the grain of where the ball is going. I've been fined eleven thousand dollars for that same hit. Okay. Okay? That's the thing. That's that, that's that's why I get the targeting part of it. You're going again. You talk about safety, Nate. Yeah. Flow is going one way. You're coming the opposite way. And then look at and then another problem I had in the game is it wasn't like it wasn't like uh, Odell just went at him the entire game, which he was for the majority of the game. Yeah. But there were plays where. I seen him on the all twenty two, the, the 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 coaches film. I seen him tap Josh on the butt like okay. Like he playing with him, oh, going off the going off the ball all all light, and then going real hard, and then give giving him a shot. Come on, man, that's not competing. That's I heard you. I heard you say at your post game conference that, that at your post game by your locker that that's just competing. That's not competing. Com- competition is. I want you at your very best, Nate. Right. That's competition, so that I can say I win against the very best at his very best. Okay. So but it's, there's but no setup for the okey. There's no setup for the okey doke. Come on, man. Come on, man. Okay. Who are you? Are you a man? Somebody trying to take my manhood? Or are you a punk? Okay. Which one are you, bro? Okay. Because for real, if you a man, if you really upset from somebody taking your manhood, for okay. real, so for real, the only way somebody can take my manhood is if they stand in front of me and whip my, whip my behind. That's the only way. That's the only way. Are you somebody yourself take, right that's now? That's the only way somebody's gonna take me. Somebody's gonna break your they will go, yeah. if they whipping your they ass every play, Mike. Right that's here in front of my face. Oh, I get that. Words ain't gonna do it, Nate. Okay. And these young people need to look. I'm telling you, bro. It's which, a it's a different era, though, Mike. Now, hold up, hold up, Nate. But Nate, what is your goal? Your goal is to be the best. Your goal is to be the best. Goal is to be the best against the best. At his best, right? Not on some okie doke. Okay, you're right. Okay? Yeah. Like, come on, bro. I so agree. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't buy, and, and maybe, you know, whatever. And I know people I know people that we work with, gonna, 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 and I'm sweating, going to be <laughs> upset with me. 
But I don't buy the, the, the bat thing. I don't buy that, that that's the reason why you did it. Yeah. That stuff on that field was personal. Yeah. Listen, he, he lost his cool. And what made it worse is that just keeping it a buck, he was getting his ass whipped. He dropped the ball, right, wide open. To Odell's credit, great route. But him dropping that easy rock was to everybody noticing that Odell's off his game, which for me is a classic example of him not being focused. Me being raised in Seattle, watching Gary Payton do it day in and day out, give players bulletin board material, and then during the game talk cash, trash to them, and players being off their game, that's a prime example of, like, what not to do. So Odell, instead of him thinking about the task at hand, was thinking about too many things. Oh, he was selfish. He was thinking about what Josh was saying during the week. He was thinking about – He's what, been selfish, Nate. What, what Josh was saying in the pregame. He was thinking about the matchup. He's thinking about this big, glorious picture of what should be going on instead of what was going on, which is just play the game. So, yeah, to your point, 100%. Yeah, now, now, now. He, lo- he lost his cool. He, he lost it. And, and two things, and I know I got TD in my ear. And one thing I want to make before I want to offer him some advice, because I think this is a – Great learning point for Odell, and this is a pivotal point in his career. Yeah, because he's obviously you gonna get your you, you gonna, that suspension should hold up, bro. And yeah. you're lucky that you're not suspended the rest of the season, right? Just be honest. With, with, yeah. with all the with, with everything around concussions and all of that stuff coming out, you just did it at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's just be honest. New Will but, Smith movie dropping. Yeah, Christmas. <laughs> but but before I offer him some advice, I've been hearing a lot about Tom Coughlin, right? And Tom Coughlin as a disciplinarian. He should have pulled that young man aside. What? Listen, listen. Mike, man, hold up, listen. Hold up. Listen to me. Okay, I'm going to listen Listen to, to me. And I'm going to say what I got to say. He should have pulled him to the side and tried to talk to him. Okay. But I know, I see why he didn't. Which is? I see why he didn't. Which is why? And basically, he said it in his, in his, in his, in his, in his remarks after the game. I wanted to win the game. 100%. So if the refs refs not pulling you out the game, then why as a coach would I pull you out the game? Like, you crazy? Like, listen, if Steph Curry is lighting the game up and he gets into it in the third quarter and the refs don't kick him out, I'm not going to bench him to teach him a coach lesson. Hey, listen, this isn't an after-school special, Mike. He wasn't lighting the game. This isn't an after-school special. But he wasn't lighting the game. Okay, but he came with the big play at the end to tie the game. Yeah. So say he did sit him out. Hey, Odell, you gotta sit. You gotta sit this down to the rest of the half or for a couple of plays. Maybe that play doesn't happen in the fourth quarter. I get it, right, Mike? We're grown That's, men. Ain't no time for after school right, specials, right? If the disciplinarians who are supposed to make them calls, which is the refs, don't pull you out the game, then as a coach, I'm not pulling you out the game. My job is to coach my team and put the best players on the field. If my best players are eligible for playing and they're allowed to play. They're playing, period. You don't I don't feel, buy nobody that says Tom feel like You don't feel like uh, we have a greater I, responsibility to I, the young people out here watching our game. I got that. Nate, res- you don't believe that. I got that responsibility with little Nate, who's 11 years old, not a grown man who's making millions of dollars, and the rest leave him in the game. Get your ass back in the huddle. I'm not going to. So, 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 so the shot that Odell Beckham has taken to his image, 
It's going to lose him money. Let's just be honest. It's going to lose him money if he doesn't, if he doesn't get this thing turned around. It's going to lose him money. Do you risk all of that? Uh, 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 let me adjust my glasses. Does Tom Coughlin risk his job and, and that's bench Odell? That's the He's in a hot seat, bro. Listen, that's the point I was trying to get. That's why I see why he did not okay. cool. bench him. All right. And people need to understand that. People need to understand that these young players, I started off this segment by saying young players are vaulted to the top of, 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 of alpha male chain in locker rooms the minute they get there. Yeah. Young people have their coaches tied by the man. Think about it. Think about it. Okay. The only thing that Odell is going to listen to is some real discipline, right? Right. But how can I discipline him if I'm worrying about my job? It's facts. You're right. How can conflict of interest? Conflict of interest. Okay. This man trying to win games. All right. All right. Okay, cool. But my advice, I wanted to say okay, some advice to him. Your advice to Odell. My advice to Odell, bro. If he listening, if you can listen. You should listen to this podcast. It's good. Dog. Humble yourself, bro. I know you've been talking to Prime. You talk to a lot of guys, you know what I mean, around the league that's offering their advice. And and telling you, you know what I mean, that you're saying you're very apologetic, uh, apologetic, you're sorry. Humble yourself, bro. The next time you get in front of a camera, admit that you made a grievous, I mean, like a grave mistake. Yeah. Admit it. Say I'm human. I'm working on it. And trust me, dude, as a public, we can forgive. Yeah. But you never, ever, at the end of the day, you weren't in the league during the lockout. At the end of the day. At the end of the day, as players, we are all one team. And you, by going after another one of our NFL players. Separate yourself from that. You went after a teammate. Yeah. So just think about that, bro. When, 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 when the owners go with the owners, you're a commodity. You're a player. You're just like every one of us. Okay. So next time you get in front of a camera, bro, humble yourself, man. You're going to be all right, man. You're the, you're, you're the most exciting thing our league has seen in a very long time. Yeah. We, we know you're human. <laughs> Just say you're sorry. Okay. Man. I, that, that, was, that was well said, Mike. We, we have to talk about real quick. Let's talk about a couple things. One, Josh Norman. All right. Yeah. It's not like – He's not innocent in that. It's not like he's, he's not innocent. the most innocent individual in this situation. And then, two – um, who who was your rival? Because this was a rivalry, bro. This was this was some old school. And guess what? Rivalry. I guarantee you, our our schedule makers, they're gonna make sure these oh, two guys see each other. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And okay. it should, rightfully so. The yeah. game needs it. So, Other than quarterbacks, so I mean, you need these. You need real quick. Guys. Your thoughts on Josh, and then I want to know your rivalry. And who was your rival when you played? Was there a guy that in your young mind? Mike Robb, 24 yep. years old. I hate that dude. Strong words now. Yep. As grown men, we don't use the word hate, but you remember when we played. I, 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 there's, there hasn't been a guy that I played that I can say I hate. But you, At, but you hated teams. There, there are no teams that I can say I hate. I can't, really? I can't say that, bro. I got a healthy respect, healthy love for everybody I played against. Really? There were – those guys, and again, when I went to Seattle and I had to go against Patrick Willis, we were captains together. We had history together. He was my friend. 
it was always a healthy um, competition. Yeah, it was because I didn't want him on in on any tackles when I was in the game. And every time the back of his helmet or the back of his jersey hit the ground from my force, I let him know about it. And after the game, I call him. Before the game, I call him. You know what I mean? Let him know about it. You know what I mean? He'd do the same. You know what I mean? So, I guess from a linebacker standpoint and, and, and in, the, in the trenches, Patrick was probably the, the, the guy that was, was probably the biggest competition for me. But Tommy Davis, Thomas Davis, the guy on the undefeated Panthers team right now, yeah. Every time I played that guy, we met at the middle of the field after the game, gave each other a handshake, a hug, exchanged info. Dude, you got the hardest head I've ever went up against. Patrick is a good friend of yours. Yeah. What is he doing these days? Patrick Willis. Let me tell you. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Look at my camera. Hey, Pat, Patrick Willis, and I need the NFL Network and everybody to tweet this out, okay? Pat, dog, we looking for you, man. Guys just want to say what's up to you, man. You don't answer the phone no more, man. You, you, I know you You want to get away from the game. You got something going else going on, man. But I just want to say what's up, man. You're off the grid. That's all, man. You're, You're off, off the, the grid. grid, man. I just want to say what's up, man. Uh, I follow up. you. you hey, know, sh- all shout out to Patrick videos. Willis. Like, but, bro. Listen, I, 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 caught, I caught a ball. <laughs> uh-huh. I caught a ball on the sideline, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm about to shake this DB. I shook the DB, and Patrick Willis came from the middle of the field and put that thump, thump on me. The hardest hit, unsuspecting. If you're in the yeah. crowd, it's a regular hit. To me, one of the hardest hits I've taken in my career. I'm like, why is this dude so fast, so big, so powerful? So shout out to Patrick Willis. All right. So also, also, dude, Charles Woodson retired, bro. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. We're gonna get to. We're gonna get to that. We, we got some. Gotta give him a shout out, though. Yeah. Well, we gotta give Charles a shout out. Uh, got to at the, man. At the show. One of the greatest I've ever. Listen, do you it. talked about. Oh, 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 oh. Is that a uh, violin? It might be a violin right there. Okay. I look sweet, but I don't know what this is. Uh, this might be. Oh, this might be like. Huh. Oh. I like it. It's different. Like it's that. like a Nas, some Nas would be Nas? spitting on. Hey, that's my, I love Nas. That's my, hey. TD just told me that Lupe used this beat. Did he? No, Lupe, go in. Gotta have, gotta be a lyricist. Gotta be a guy that can actually. All right, well, let's kick push to the lyrics. next subject. Um, let's talk about the two-minute drill and the moments that kind of live inside the two-minute drill. For people listening, it's one of the more epic poetic moments in football. Uh, you know, I call special teams plays like a beautiful disaster because it's never how you, you drew it up. We just saw Cam do the two-minute drill, the yeah. weird game. And, 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 Did and you guys see that vine of Cam, though, after ODB scored a touchdown? And he's he on was the like, line. He's just like, all right, sound to get the vine, I saw that live. Yeah. I'm sitting at home. I'm sitting at home with my wife and my kids, and we're watching this, and I see Odell catch that rock. I'm like, oh, snap, like – this is crazy. This is coming down to the wire. The Giants got a chance to upset the best team in football. And then the camera went pans to the Panthers sideline and they hit Cam. And Cam sits there. And it was listen, I got goosebumps. Yeah, it was dope. It was dope. We out of football, Mike. Yeah. And I love my job at the network. So there's not many moments that give me that goosebump feel. Yeah. But when I saw Cam nod his head, it was like 
Jordan in the huddle before the last shot of the game. You remember when Jordan would sit there and the camera would be looking at him between the players, and Jordan got that look on his face like, I got this. You know where the ball going. It's coming to me, and I'm about to drop this. Yeah. Cam had that same feel. He nodded his head like, okay, Odell. Okay, New York. I see you with the touchdown, and I'm going to one-up you. That nod was so subtle, and it wasn't for the cameras. You know, sometimes Cam is a showman. Like, yeah. He, no, that was very, real. No, very that was real. That authentic when it comes to the camera, and he knows where the camera is. That moment. Was he didn't even know the camera was on him. Yeah, that moment. Was he's real. like this. You know what? I got this. It's all good. And that last drive, like I was talking about, special team is a beautiful disaster. That last drive was poetry in motion. Like it was beautiful in every sense of the word. He's dropping dimes, hitting guys in stride. That last run to put them in field goal position, he's running just so subtly like he's about to hit the sideline, drops his feet, puts that right foot in the ground, skates up the inside edge of the numbers, gets the first down. I don't, I don't believe there's anybody else in the game that possesses, and I hate to overuse swag, but he got that swag, Mike. He got yeah. that moxie. He got that confidence that that can't be taught. What? It can't be coached. It can't be bought. And there's a lot of people that fake it. Yeah. There's a lot of guys we played with that faked it. A lot. You look in the huddle and you thinking to yourself, a he not about this life right now. A lot of people fake Cam it. Cam got that for real. But it's 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 authentic, Nate. It's authentic. And when I saw him when I saw him do that do that nod, I too was with my kids and I explained to my to my little boys who want to play football and I'm telling them, I'm saying, look, that nod right there was him confirming, oh yeah, this is about to be fun. I'm finna do this. Yeah. Right. And Cam always has had Cam has always had belief in himself. You know, we've seen that with yeah. the swag obviously through the years or whatever. But with what I saw in that last drive was the sideline. That defense and the special teams, the guys that weren't on the field. They believe that he's gonna do it now, which and makes them believe. Even yeah, more. which me, which which makes everybody elevate their play. Which makes that that left guard stick on that stick on that D tackle a little bit longer. Which makes this left tackle say, "I'm gonna die before I allow a sack." Which makes that receiver run his route a little bit harder. Yeah, it's authentic, man, and that's leadership. Bro. Authentic and infectious. Th that's leadership. When he did that nod, he was like, "Okay, my turn." That's leadership, bro. Y'all, people want to know what leadership is? Go Google. Go Google the Cam Newton vine after that game. That's leadership. Yeah. He didn't have to say a word. He didn't have to look at anybody. He didn't have to go on the camera. He didn't have to say, look at my stats. He didn't have to say, look at my 40-something uh, fantasy points that I gave up this week. He didn't have to say none of that. He just said, uh-huh, let's do it. You, you know who else got that? Jameis Winston. Uh, oh, yeah, he But, got but, but we, we got to talk about the two-minute drill and – we're going to do it next week because I don't want to short the people, the listeners, on, no. on what the two-minute drill really means because they hear it. You know, it's, it's kind of like a catchphrase. Oh, two-minute drill. Well, anybody. They, they use it for segments on TV, but the two-minute drill is one of the most important parts of um, the game of uh, uh, and one of the most pressured field situations well, of any football game. Anybody who's ever followed, followed me knew I played quarterback. I had some epic two-minute drills. Nate, you might want Google. I'm not uh, you, you too. I'm just I'm saying so you can see. Google so you, you can see it, man. I'm not. Look, I, so you, just so you can man, see it. Trust did you me. Just come at me like no, that, Mike. I'm you just want me saying. To Google you, bro. I, look, 
I've Mike, researched I you. you. I know all I your know, catches. I know, I know all I know your stuff. You. I'm just saying. I played with I've your done. receivers. You don't I'm think just, I had conversations about Mike Robb I'm just, at QB? I'm just saying, dog. I, oh, for the people, you should Google Mike Robb because <laughs> he is nice with that. He looks hella buff It's right a great now. team. So you got you to gotta tune in next week to listen yeah, to that. You, oh, you, you definitely got to tune in next week to listen to Mike Robb. He might look like he's, he's fresh out of prison, but he used to be a quarterback. Like he, he I'm saying, you, you're extra swole right now. So nobody <laughs> can assume oh, man, that I you could toss them rocks. Some stuff this morning, man. Did you? How we do. Yeah, man. Shout out to A.B., Antonio, Antonio Brown yeah. for coming through. That's Charles fair. Woodson, bro, epic career, epic dog. Career. You did a lot for everybody. 18 years. 18 years. If his career was a child, it would be legal. It would be 18, legal. It would be buying cigs right now. <laughs> Charles Wilson, a legend, and he's he re, he's retiring on top. Like, yeah, how many guys Still have had the, the career the and then have the chance to retire on top? Like, he could play another year, and who knows what can happen. But right now, he's literally retiring. I, 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 know, I know some other guys that's going to retire. Here's a crazy tweet, but I can't say out. too much. Crazy tweet that went about Charles Wilson. I believe he's intercepted Trent Green and Cam Newton. That that's that shows wild. you the that, span the of his career. Wow. That's, that's that insane. Spectrum. He had he had an interception when I played against him. I mean, it wasn't on me in particular, but he had he definitely. I think had I, I think I laid I think I laid this helmet on him a couple times. Uh, okay, all hey, right, I'm here just you saying, go. Man. Okay, you really feeling yourself? Hey, listen, <laughs> y'all have to hit us up on the R&B hotline. Yes. Um, send your questions. Hashtag R A N D B. Um, I'm at Nate Thirteen Burleson. At Real Mike Rob, holler at us, man. Hey, send us your music. And, uh, you know, Mike, you know, he want to be a rapper, so send us your lyrics. Some lyrics. We about to put this song out. Mike said he can sing, though. Mike, I'm still waiting I could for do Mike a little to jump a hook. I mean, hey, man. You know, he, he <laughs> just get me in the studio. He got that raspy voice. got to get hey, me in the studio. Remember that contact. Anthony uh, Hamilton. At Producer TD <laughs> for the R&B hotline. <laughs> Shout out to our production team. Thugger um, in the building. D'Angelo. Thugger, thugger. Y'all got to meet Thugger, thugger. That's my dog, Hey, when this turns into a show, y'all going to see Thugger, thugger, man, for real. Um, we appreciate you as a listener. Spread the word, um, man. Spread the R&B, word. R&B, man. Subscribe, man, and hit us up. I promise you we're going to give you. Man, Nate, we got to get to this meeting, dog. Charlie going to be in our. What time is it? Right? It's after 12, bro. Oh, got to go. After 12. See, I I, I got to listen to the beat. There right? you go, man. Okay, I just got to listen to the beat real quick. This is on L. Cool J right here. Hey. L. Cool J. Now this is smooth right here. Oh. I just wanted like a glass of Merlot. You know, like a a cigar jacket. Oh. Hey. You hear that? Uh, this is the L. Cool J, man. You feel me? Hey. When I'm alone in my room, sometimes I stare at the wall. Back in my mind, I hear my conscience call Telling me I need, I need a girl who's the sweetest of dove For the first time in my life I say I need love Hey, love. Shout oh, out man, we let's go, here, man. man We gotta go We back next week with it R&B Podcast, the realest out Hello, football fans. Dave Damashek here. Make sure you check out the Dave Damashek football program as Maurice Jones-Drew, Patrick Claibon, and I look back at Week 15, including Odell v. Norman, Antonio Brown's historic pace, and as we look ahead to the Final Four of pro football, what does the loss of the Honey Badger mean to the Arizona Cardinals? We're chopping it all up on the DDFP. Check it out, won't you?